Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by The Caring Place. That's the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're serving the homeless and needy here in South Florida, and we've been doing it since 1922. Uh, This is the third Sunday, January in the new year, but I'm here to tell you that we've been serving those in the greatest of need, men, women, and children, for 100 years. And so that's a big shout out. This whole year is going to be looking down uh, the history of the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, how we became known as the Caring Place. What are all the good news that were that were being done every single day? And I'm joined here with my lovely wife, Marilyn. Good morning, Marilyn. Can you imagine that we've been here? Uh, I've been here 31 years. You've been here almost 20 years. But the ministry has been here 100 years. Yeah, that's amazing. It is our centennial. We are so excited here at the Caring Place to be able to celebrate not only 100 years, but also to launch the vision of the next 100 years and uh, continue the vision of serving uh, the homeless, the hungry, the abused, and the hurting men, women, and children of our communities. Yeah, and if this is the first time you've tuned into a Mission Possible, the Good News Program, we want this program to be full of good news. So today, you're going to hear good testimonies. You're going to hear what companies and individuals are doing in the community to help one another. We have a very special testimony by, I think his name is Richard. Yes, Richard's going to be giving be on his story. Today. And so we just have a great program. You want to stay tuned here. And we're also going to tell you about how you can help us continue our great vision that no one is homeless. Uh, I've been here for 31 years. My my wife's been here, will be here 20 years yes. next month. Yes. And so we, we've been here many years. And most of our staff, uh, many of our staff been here 20 years, 15 yes, years. And so we've seen all the changes in the face of the homeless that we've gone through. But to, to be here 100 years, I look back at the forefathers. My immediate mentors were Dr. Frank and Maxine Jacobs. Uh, they live up in Alabama, but they can get us an iHeart. And so if you're listening this morning, Mom and Dad, I uh, just thank you for your 36 years that you were present and the many more years that you have been associated with this great ministry. We could go long, down a long line of, of men and women and organizations and places of, of worship that have helped us. Uh, and we do want to say thank you. And, and the ways that people get connected, Marilyn, you can come down on, on person. That's uh, being a volunteer. And everybody likes to serve meals. But there's also another great way, especially during the beginning of the year. We do this every single beginning of the year, uh, the winter time, is our Mission Hope 
Hygiene Drive. That's, That's right. our Mission Hope or Mission Hygiene Hope Drive or Mission yes. Hope Hygiene Drive. How do you say it, Marilyn? Um, I say Mission Hope Hygiene Drive. Well, that sounds good. If that's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. And this is where we want you to go to your your local place where you shop. Look for the BOGOs. And can you imagine not brushing your teeth for maybe two Mm. or three weeks or combing your hair or washing your face? So these are hygiene products that we want you to pick up. Uh, the best really is when you can go to a hotel and you get those small little yes. uh, hotel soaps and 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 um, shampoos, shampoos and, and all that good stuff. But uh, go there and get that, and then look for shampoo, razors, uh, shaving, deodorant, cream, deodorant, anything you can think of that a person might need. We will send out. You go to caringplace.org/slash/mission-hope. Mission Hope, and that's for our hope tote bags. You also see it on the front page; it's right there. And uh, we have groups all over South Florida doing this. It's become really a staple for many schools. They'll do their Mission Hope Hygiene Drive, right? Mm-hmm. And, and also for businesses, we'll put out boxes. And mm-hmm. then just individuals, uh, places of worship may have 10 bags. You can get your bags that go mm-hmm. right to your home. We give you the bags. We give you the bags. And also, we can give you flyers to put on bigger boxes, give right. you a design that you can print them out. And then we'll, for the bigger uh, boxes that you come out, we will, we'll come out to your house, rather, or to your place of worship mm-hmm. and pick them up. If there's a small amount, save us a few pennies on our gas. We have many locations. There you'll see in North off. Miami and Hollywood and South Miami, all over that you can drop off. And, you know, these items are used all during the year, aren't they, Marilyn? Yes, they are. And, you know, um, when you when you give these items to our homeless, sometimes it's just like giving a meal. But when you give something that also helps them be clean, you know, brushing their teeth, uh, washing their hair, it means so much. It really gives them that that feeling of hope. And we we give these out in a variety of ways. Sometimes we're going out on the street and we're actually handing it to the homeless. And also those that come into our residential programs are also used for that. So once they stay with us, then we have soap and we have shampoo. We got toothbrushes, toothpaste, razors, deodorant, all those type of things that help those that are actually staying with us learning to be empowered. That's and you know that's what it's all about is empowering people, meeting them where they are. We're not judgmental. Uh, we believe that God has a plan for everybody, a plan not to harm them but to help them. And when people come to our centers, they are pretty much beat up. They've been every place. They've been around the block. They've been to other programs. And uh, they know that they have to apply themselves. And so we have to gently hold them accountable for the decisions, uh, make sure that they're going forward in their path in life. And we also want them to have a relationship with God. And we believe that's through Jesus Christ. We don't force that on anybody. In fact, you don't have to be of any faith or any background to come out and help us uh, serve those. That seems to be a commonality in all the major uh, religions you know, a Muslim and Jewish and in, and Christian is to help the poor. Remember the um, the orphan mm-hmm. and make sure that kids are taken care of. And that's what we do every day. So the and, and probably the easiest way, the simplest way, is to become a meals a month partner. And Marilyn, we've been we've been really pushing that gently over the past yes. couple of years. But instead of making a one time donation, we're looking for people to become partners with us on a monthly basis. Well, I am just going to encourage you for twenty twenty. I know a lot of people uh, make decisions. They're going to be healthier. They're going to go to the gym. They're going to do all these things. But can I really uh, challenge you to also be a monthly meal partner in feeding the homeless and the hungry? And you can become part of our Meals a Month Club partnership. And all you have to do 
is go to caringplace.org slash meals. And for $21 a month, that's going to automatically, you know that you are supplying 10 meals uh, to someone who's homeless and hungry. And if you feel led, you can do 20 meals. That would be $42. And, you know, you could just do the math and go on up from there. But to be a monthly meal partner means so much to us. It really does carry us through the lean times when we know we have monthly meal partners. Yeah, and, you know, being a monthly meal partner uh, for $21, that's 10 meals. And I know there's somebody listening and do $210 a month. They'll do the 100 meals and, and bless somebody. Uh, but it's not about the amount of the gift. It's the giver and the, and the reason you're giving. And, I, and I've been here long enough. Uh, I told you earlier I've been here over 30 years. Marilyn will be here 20 year next month. And we've seen it. And you can come down. And other volunteers will tell you that hope often begins with a meal. It sounds trite. But I've seen it happen over and over and over again. It's not because we have the best program or the best beds or the best meals or anything like that. Uh, When they come in, they're coming in because they're hungry. And the first thing they do want is that good meal. And they want to take a shower and get a change of clothes. And that's where the hygiene products come in. So Mm -hmm. maybe you can go there and do the hygiene drive. That's our mission, Hope Hygiene Drive. And do a meals a month. And so you've got bases all covered. And when people get fed and when they have the shower and they have some... um, hygiene products uh, they can brush their teeth they just feel better about themselves and so they're willing to listen to a story of change and how can they change your life so we have our mission hope hygiene drive we have our meals a month program and then we are gearing up i know this is going to sound crazy but we're gearing up for our hearts day our, our heart for the homeless heart for the homeless is on valentine's day that's february 14th is it this year or are they gonna do it on another do you know the date yet oh, okay look at the calendar i'm sorry yeah yeah so it's around valentine's day and this is where we're going to have a, a special uh love on the homeless and so for many of the homeless they're on the streets they haven't had a valentine's card or anything given to them for quite a while you also can make a financial uh gift there many of the children uh that have been sponsoring us for many years are going to be doing special cards for them so they're going to have a good day going to have cake we're going to have music uh and cards so people can feel included and that's what we need more and ever than our nation that people feel included well god bless you stay tuned right here on news radio 610 wiod for more mission possible Leon Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. So excited we have with us today in the studio, Rashad D. Thomas, Regional Director from AT&T. Welcome, Rashad. Thank you so much for joining us in person. Hey. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I'm uh, extremely honored to be here. Oh, Rashad, I mean, so much to talk about. Um, we are so grateful. I mean, we have been um, helped and supported by AT&T for years, you know, and I know you're you're pretty new to AT&T, right? Uh, so it's an honor, a pleasure to have you here with us today. Tell me a little bit about you, Rashad. Awesome. So uh, I'm actually a Miami native. Uh, I grew up in uh, the Liberty City area of Miami. So when, when it came time to connect with the AT&T pioneers, I was extremely excited. Uh, knowing that the AT&T pioneers are all about community and giving back to 
to the community is what I'm all about. Uh, being a Miami native, I worked for uh, Miami-Dade County for almost 20 years. Wow. And uh, when it was time for me to look for uh, other opportunities, I was looking at organizations and companies that I can connect with. And when I looked at AT&T and their mission and the things that they do in the community, how they're all about community. And AT&T Pioneers is just one part of what AT&T is all about. But it was a no-brainer for me. Well, I knew that AT&T was a place that I needed to be to continue to follow my mission of doing work in the community, of giving back to the community and finding ways to ensure that the community was impacted but impacted in a positive way. So to be here uh, with you today uh, at the Miami Rescue Mission uh, as a, as the regional director for AT&T, I'm extremely honored. Oh, and ex- you know, I remember your excitement, the excitement of your team. Um, we, very recently, I mean, not even a month ago, we hosted an event at our center, but you guys provided pretty much everything. Yes. Tell me about that day, because I know that you were even newer <laughs> on that day. So tell me about that experience. So uh, that was actually my first rewarding day as an AT&T employee. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, every day as an AT&T employee has been exciting. But being able to go into the community uh, and hands-on with the AT&T uh, pioneers uh, was exciting. Uh, that day, I didn't have to put on my, my, my dress shirt and, and my <laughs> suit. I was able to dress down. I was able to get my hands dirty. Uh, so it was, it was very exciting and, and rewarding to pack backpacks to ensure that individuals in the community had those uh, uh, um, hygiene uh, uh, items that they need to, to get by on a day-to-day basis. So to be there packing those items and, and making sure that those individuals had what they needed was ex- extremely exciting. Uh, you brought a team. It was a 10, 15 volunteers that came in that day? Yes, uh, there was about 15 volunteers, and, and all 15 of those volunteers are excited yes. to return. They're looking to come back. That's, uh, AT&T is not just about coming in one time, but we're looking to return to make sure that we create that partnership in the community. And see, that that gives me joy because you always want a volunteer to come to our centers to, to do what they do, but then also wanting to come back. Um, Tell me about the experience when you were there with them, because I know you were packing bags with them. Okay, how did they feel? How did that make them feel? Oh, it was it was it was a family fun environment. Everybody was rallying together. Everyone. uh, I think the music was playing and (laughs) everyone was just excited. Pack, packing the bags, knowing that some good was coming out of everything that was doing. But the AT&T pioneers, uh, uh, when it comes to, to volunteering, this is not new. In 2019, uh, the AT&T pioneers uh, actually did 3.1 million volunteer hours, with 700,000 of those hours coming from South Florida. Okay, okay. So over 700,000 hours of volunteer service just in Florida alone. I mean, our listeners right now, I want you to think of having to pay, right, for 700,000 hours to an employee, right? So this is why it's so important. The volunteers are the heartbeat of all the organizations that are helping in our community, right? That's why we love our volunteers so much, yes. right? Because imagine having to pay that in employment, right? Mm-hmm. So. We thank you so much for doing that, for getting the team excited, for for doing it with so big smiles on your faces. I know we gave you a tour that day. We took you around. Uh, We showed you the kitchen, even though you guys were in another side, but we showed you where we serve the meals. We showed you the education center. And one of our... um, I think it's one of our staff members, or was it a graduate that gave you the tour? Yes, yes. I mean, and to see his excitement, yes, <laughs> uh, to hear his story of of how he started in, in the return, and just hearing that he, you know, 
things actually had, you know, went in a, a different direction from him, for him at one point in his life. But to know that he was now back at the Miami Rescue Mission, giving back, was doing great, was excited about an interview that he had recently had and was looking for the new opportunity. Would love to know yeah. if, if, <laughs> if, if uh, the opportunity was, you know, worked out for him or not. But he was excited. And to see uh, the excitement on his face and the excitement of him him giving us the tour and to see uh, uh, the, the gymnasium and, you know, how these guys are preparing to stay healthy and fit. No, it's a lot of great things going on at the Miami Rescue Mission. It's, it's part of our mission, and, and yes, he was a he is a graduate of the program, and and this is so, so when volunteers come to us, you know, with groups like AT and T and many other organizations that come to us to volunteer on a daily basis. This is what we want to show you, right? We have people that come in broken, homeless, not having a lot of hope, thinking this is the end for me. You know, I'm done, and and to see how they make the right choices. You know, talking about the health, the education. And the transformations that I've seen, right? But we cannot do it without the help of our community, without the help of our volunteers, our supporters, you know, people in the community that come in and actually make a decision to make a difference. Now, tell me about the Pioneers because you guys have a big birthday. How yes. long have you guys been uh, in existence, the Pioneers of AT&T? The Pioneers have been in existence for over 110 years. So what? we are actually excited, <laughs> excited to be celebrating our 110th year birthday. Wow. So wow. we're extremely excited about that. And uh, for those who don't know much about the AT&T Pioneers Program, it's a volunteer organization uh, that's formed of active and retired employees uh, that serve serve the company. And uh, some of the main points that, that the AT&T Pioneers focus on is education, military, environmental, health and services, and life enrichment. Everything to give back to our community. And and you're not new to us. Listen, you guys have been helping us for so long. We do special events. You say yes, we're, we're there. Uh, whenever we ask, I mean, I know you're coming back today with more donations uh, because it wasn't enough for the hundreds of bags that you filled for us on that day with uh, the team. But you're coming back today and, and you guys call me and you're like, we have more donations. Yes. So, I mean, we're, we're super excited because, again, it's all about working together, yeah. right? Now, everybody knows about AT. AT&T, right? <laughs> Everybody knows AT&T. You said it before. Global company. Uh, I'm a customer and I love it. Thank you. Um, so tell me if anyone out there, <laughs> how can they find you? What is their website to, to get in contact with AT&T? So everyone knows that uh, they can find AT&T at AT&T.com. But oh. we are also on social media. So we ask that you go to LinkedIn and uh, search AT&T. That you go to Facebook and Instagram and, and search AT&T. Because we want to ensure that our customers Customers are following us uh, on social media, not just looking for for emails, but to be able to see the, the amazing things that we're doing in the community. So being able to follow AT&T on social media, but if they need to get in contact with us to find out where their nearest sales store is at, yes. they can go to AT&T.com. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, I say it with pride. I'm a customer. I love your services. And, and I always like to point out to our listeners, um, you can do business with pretty much anyone, right? I mean, we live in a country that we have so many choices and options and things like that. But I feel good doing business with a company that I know that gives so much back into our community, right? I mean, think about anything in life when you're looking for your accountant, when you're looking for your bank, when you're looking for a, you know, a company for your cell phone, for your uh, internet service. 
find companies that are giving back to our community, right? Yes. It's a no-brainer because yes. our community needs the love of everyone to work together. Many families struggling uh, with the pandemic, many people yes. losing their jobs. I mean, we have to think what company can we use that would actually be able to, I can say it with pride, you know, I, yeah. I deal with AT&T, but you know what? They give so much back to our community. Yes. Rashad, we want to wish you the best of luck Thank in this journey. Thank it's you. always a pleasure to have you. I know the pioneers are coming back yes. soon. Promises made, promises kept. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you so much. And for all of our listeners, thank you again for all you do to help others in our community. ATT.com. There you go. Thank you and, for and joining us. To all us. the listeners that are out there, they're looking for to, to, to connect with a company that's doing work in the community. That's yeah. all about the community. Please join the AT&T family. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. And you also have here Patricia McFoy, Community Development Associate for Miami Rescue Mission and the Broad Outreach Centers. Patricia, so good to have you. New Year, a new world of possibilities. Like, say Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Yes, absolutely. Always a pleasure. And yes, a new year, new possibilities. Always exciting to um, start off the new year with new goals, new plans. I mean, it's amazing. Such a blessing to see it, too. Absolutely <laughs> right. I mean, despite the challenges of 2021, right. uh, I think we said it before, we never stopped serving. We never closed our doors. Our commitment to the homeless community is something that it's very important to us and we never closed our doors. We just found new ways of serving people, new ways of reaching out to the homeless, the, ho the lost, the hopeless. These individuals that, you know, I always say homelessness doesn't discriminate, right? Anybody yeah. at any moment, I mean, anything can happen in, in someone's life and that person will end up being homeless. We know, I mean, I've been here uh, for 10 years now and I, I've heard and I've known of so many different stories, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't take a lot sometimes for a person to become homeless. So right. I really wanted to talk to you today about our monthly donors, right? And if, if you're listening and you're one of our monthly donors, kudos and thank you so much. Patricia, tell me if anyone who's listening right now and they want to sign up to be a monthly donor, tell me about the one for the meals. Yes, I will definitely address that, but I do want to say thank you to our listeners, the supporters that's been helping us because you've mentioned the challenges we've been through and we thank them for embracing the new ways to the challenges um, that we were doing things. But in regards to our um, different ways that they can um, support through monthly giving, um, we have so many ways, but we do have our wonderful Mills a Month uh, members that do assist with sponsoring Meals. I mean, on average, Leanne, about um, we were able to give about eight hundred and fifty thousand meals yes. last year. Yes, that is amazing, and it is also because of the way that our supporters have embraced the new ways to do things of doing things. Right? Some people couldn't be here, but they were sponsoring meals, and that's how we were able to keep our doors open to sponsor meals. I mean, it costs us two dollars and ten cents. We always mention it, Leanne. We can't even get coffee 
Yeah. At two dollars and ten cents anymore, right? Absolutely. So I mean, these are some ways. Um, we do have also opportunities for our faith partners of way to sponsor meals through our two fish five loaves ministry. Um, that's also sponsoring meals, but it's specifically geared towards our faith um community. Um, they can do it that way as well. But there are so many other ways which I know that you can also share, maybe through our cover girls or through our G for G. I mean, so many ways that they can assist in helping us by being a monthly donor. So. Absolutely. And, and $2.10, okay, I have to go back to that, right? Yes. Because it is such a small amount, right, in, today, in today's world, uh, when we know that everything is, is coming, is increasing and everything is going up in price, yeah. $2.10. Now, the only way that we are able to do that is through the food donations that we get, the volunteers that come to our centers, the, mm. uh, you know, all the donations. Everything plays a part in that number being that low, right? Because not even coffee, let's face it. And, and when yeah. we talk about a meal, we're talking about a, a hot at nutritious meal. If you want to become a monthly donor today, and, and Patricia mentioned it, whether it's for meals or to help women and children or through our faith department, please visit our website at www.caringplace.org forward slash meals. Thank you so much, Patricia, for everything. Always a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure to be on here. Thank you. Well, I hope if you're one of the listeners that listens to us every week that you love this part of the program where we get to interview someone who is going through life change. And if it is your first time to have tuned in to our program, uh, this is a time where we get to talk to one of our residents who's either living in Miami or Hollywood and they're actually experiencing life change. Or sometimes we interview a graduate. But today I have with me Richard. And Richard is part of our Alpha program on the Miami campus. And before I say any more, I'm going to say welcome to the program, Richard. Thank you. Well, Richard, um, you have been with us now for some months, and let's go back into your story. Um, off air, you said that really as a child, you wanted to start there, so let's just start as a child. Was it happy, sad? What was going on in your life? Um, In my childhood, it, I came from an abusive family. You know, I didn't really do too well in school. Uh, got in trouble a lot. So um, was that with teachers and at home, or was it um, out in the neighborhood? So where did, where did you feel that trouble was? It was pretty much in school. In school. And I came from an abusive household, like I said. And Now, that abuse in the household, would you say, was it from any kind of drug use, alcohol, or was it just um, just a dysfunctional family? It was a dysfunctional family. It was like psychological abuse and physical abuse. Okay. Now, you had said that you have traveled around the country, lived in different places. So um, did you actually finish high school, or what happened there? No, I didn't finish high school, but I went back and got my GED. Um, in my in my household, well, we moved around a lot. We didn't stay anywhere for very long, so I think I kind of picked up that behavior. And so when I became an adult, I pretty much just moved around from place to place and didn't have any real direction in my life. So you had various jobs? Yes. I, I've, I've been a jack-of-all-trades, like... Um, I've worked in all kinds of fields, and I have experience doing pretty much everything. But you don't seem to stay at any one thing for a very long time. No, I don't stay anywhere. I don't do anything for very long. I seem to have a pattern of uh, bad decision-making that leads me to lose things. Okay. Now, you, your background, you're really not... Um a person that you have had drug use in your life. It's not an issue right now. Let's talk about the time you did have drug use. Three years of my life, you know, I was doing drugs and stuff like that. My life got really bad. A couple of near-death experiences and um, there was some homelessness and I couldn't keep a job and my life was really bad. So uh, eventually I put myself in a rehab and 
You know, now, was that in Florida or somewhere else? That was in Florida. It was in Miami. Mm-hmm. And when I got out of the rehab, I stayed clean for three, four, five years. And I never went back to doing hard drugs or anything like that ever since then. Um, I did go back to like alcohol and marijuana and stuff, but just mm-hmm. light, like social use. Okay. So um, you, before you came into the mission, you were telling me you did have a job, but at the same time you were homeless. You want to explain that? Yeah. Um, basically... About three years ago, I went to L.A. and I tried to make a life over there. I have some family over there. And, you know, it wasn't what I expected. So I came back to Miami because I've spent, uh, you know, 10 years plus of my life in Miami. So it was like a good place for me that I, I knew the I knew the, the surroundings. And I knew how to survive. And so I thought that I would just start again from here. So I had a friend that I was supposed to stay with. But when I came here, the situation was not what I expected because he was staying with family and it was just a bad situation. So I ended up um, on the streets and pretty much sleeping on the roof of a building to stay away from the bugs and stuff. And I had a job and I was making money, but it was very hard maintaining the appearance of not being homeless and washing my clothes and gas stations and in bathrooms and trying to clean the dirt from under my nails. And it was really stressing me out because, you know, I don't like to be dirty. And Okay, Richard, I'm going to stop you right there. We're going to pick up in just a moment. That's a hard place to stop. Don't turn turn that dial because you want to hear the rest of Richard's story, how he really came into the mission and stopped being homeless. So we'll be back in just a moment. Well, we're talking to Richard and you were telling us, Richard, uh, you found yourself on the streets of Miami, you were actually sleeping on a rooftop, and you were trying to hold a job at the same time. So let's pick up the story right there. Okay. After several weeks of, you know, a high-paced job and very stressful, it was a restaurant job, and I was sleeping on the roof of uh, a building, and, you know, it felt like uh, nobody wanted me, that I didn't have any purpose in my life. I felt very depressed. And, you know, every night I would lay on top of the roof and I wanted to jump off the building and take my own life because, you know, I just felt like nobody would miss me and I had no purpose anyway. So I didn't know what to do. So then how did you get to the Miami Rescue Mission? Well, I mean, I called the homeless hotline for like two months and I didn't get any response or any good news. They always told me they didn't have any openings for me. And then one day I just found the mission's uh, number by chance and I called that number and they told me that if you come Monday, we have room for you. You could come in. So that was the first hope that I had, you know, since my homelessness began when I came back to Miami. Wow. And so then you did enter the program on that Monday that you came. And what was your experience from that point? I came to the mission and, you know, I was very grateful because, you know, I had a place to stay. I had a bed to sleep in. I had a place to shower. I didn't have to worry about anything because uh, I was being taken care of. And I was very depressed and I didn't know what to do with my life still. You know, I knew that. Uh, I loved the Lord and I believed in the Bible and that I was already a Christian. So I just kind of like fell into that and just um, worshiped the Lord. And my counselor, um, he was very good. And he's like the first person to show me that he somebody cared about me in a long time. And um, my counselor was monumental in making me feel 
better and not feeling depressed anymore. Wow. So that's pretty amazing. But now, um, even though you have a good counselor, you're still living with a lot of different men, a lot of different cultures, uh, a lot of different mindsets. And so how, how did you, how are you, uh, enduring all that? And I know you've come up through the phases. So you're not so much in just a, uh, complete dorm room. It gets a little bit, you know, less and less people that you have to kind of live with. But how, how do you deal with all that? Um, it was challenging because, you know, it is a lot of different cultures and different people with different mindsets and attitudes, but pretty much, you know, I just trust in the Lord and I can endure anything because if it's in line with God's will, then, uh, it must be some purpose behind it. You know, I believe that God led me here because no other place would take me or had room. And then all of a sudden when I was like at the end of my rope, I came here and it was easy. So uh, we said off air that you kind of sailed through education, uh, the education component um, of the of the program, because uh, you do have quite a bit of education. So that wasn't didn't seem to be an issue for you. What did you feel about that? Um, the education was the ed- education building was very good. Um, I learned some things uh, that I've forgotten, like percents and mm-hmm. and fractions and stuff like that. And I got refamiliarized with the software of um, the computer and stuff like that. Um, but and, na- and now that you're, and we're going to have to end this in just a moment. But now that you're in the upper phase, you were telling me off air that you're actually part of the ministry now. That you actually have helped with events and tour guide and security and and I, I, you seem to dress a little bit differently too. Yeah, um, ever since I reached Alpha, um, you know, I dressed very professional with um, a tie and a nice shirt and slacks and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it it's a great boost in my confidence level. Um, I haven't really dressed like this in a long time. It, it makes me want to do something more professional in my life. And I, it's really done good for me. Well, Richard, I'm so sorry we're at the end of our time, but you look great. I wish people could actually see uh, the the people that I interview and how great you look. And I know God has a great plan for you. And maybe we'll get to interview you again and find out more about your story as you injure the Alpha part. So thank you, Richard, for sharing your story. Thank you. Wow, what a tremendous testimony from Richard. You know, that's what it's all about in our centers in Miami and in Broward. We are the caring place. We also are the praying place, but we care for people because God cares for people and because you care for people. We can't do all the wonderful things we do and help people like Richard and women that are fleeing domestic violence and war veterans that are coming back that just seem to slip through the cracks or the kids that come and have been yanked around from school to school to school and they don't know where they're going to sleep next and now they finally have a place where they can call home. Even if it's not their real home, we're anticipating them to get home is, is our partners come alongside of us uh, right now at the beginning of the year there's two new two unique ways you can help us i'm joined by my my wonderful wife marilyn marilyn i know you're a proponent of this it's our mm-hmm. meals a month program 
Well, that's right. And, uh, you know, for 2022, that's uh, something that you could start this very year. It's also our centennial year. So that's another uh, great reason to start being a Meals a Month partner. And that means that you commit to a monthly gift. Uh, That monthly gift could be different amounts, whatever God lays on your heart. If you want to do 10 meals a month, that'd be $21. If you want to do 20 meals, that'd be $42. 100 meals, $210. $210. Let's go for that. Uh, But whatever it is it's a monthly commitment that you're supplying you're supporting so many meals for the homeless the hurting now where do you go you go to caringplace.org slash meals m-e-a-l-s caringplace.org slash meals and you know people that come to our doors it's not just because we have the best place on the planet earth they're coming to us because they're hurting and they're dirty, and they haven't taken a bath, or they need to wash up, or they need some some good food in them. And that's where our hygiene product drive comes along, and also our meals program, because hope often does begin with a meal. I've seen it happen over and over again. It's like a little mantra here. Marilyn's seen it. You can talk to other people that have been in our program for months. Uh, They come here because they're hurting. They needed a change of clothes. You know, they were dripping wet from the rain outside or they hadn't eaten in a couple of days because they've, they've been on a high for two or three days. And now they've come down. They don't have any money. They have no, no place to go. And that's where we come in mm-hmm. because we can not only give them that meal, but we can also give them a message of hope saying, you know, God loves you, has a plan for you. How would you like to come off the streets to today? And then we can give them information of how they can get off the street. So go to our, go to our website at Caring Place dot org slash meals and while you're there uh, one of the more popular drives that we do every year is our mission hope hygiene drive uh they these are purple bags that we will send out to you go to while you're on the site you can see it right there go to caringplace.org slash mission hope mission hope rather and uh, we'll tell you what kind of items we want in the bags we want you to go to your local supermarket or where you like to go shopping and look for the bogos Get a toothbrush for you and a toothbrush for somebody in need or maybe a razor or some shaving cream or a cloth to wipe yourself. Typical things. Can you imagine not washing your face or being able to brush your teeth because you just didn't have the items? So that's what we're trying to do. And that's instilling dignity into people. That's instilling that they that they mean something. And we have a campaign for this year, the I Care campaign, that we're using for our centennial celebration, which is 100 years of serving those in the greatest of need in our community. Uh, we're looking forward to the next 100 years. Our vision is no one is homeless. Uh, we have thousands tens of thousands over the year have broken the cycle of of homelessness and now we're going to be suited up to do it again in even a better way in the upcoming century i don't think i'll be here another hundred years but we have people that will be following us or maybe the lord will come and we won't need any of this and we'll have a perfect planet but those are two ways that you can get you can help us number one is go to caringplace.org slash meals and then also caringplace.org slash mission hope. And while you're on the website, next month is our, our Heart for the Homeless. It's our Valentine celebration that we're having for the homeless. And you can see how you can get involved also. Well, God bless you. We're praying for you. You continue to pray for us and those on the street. And tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place www.caringplace.org Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.